Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Let's Gather podcast. We're so excited to be here today. Uh, I've got everybody in the in the studio here. We've got Christian and Taylor and Justin uh, and myself. Uh, we are just really excited to be here uh, today. We're going to be doing something really cool, and we're going to be we're about halfway through our gathering series that we're doing uh, at the gathering on James. Uh, and so we're going to kind of give you guys a bit of an overview of things that we've gotten out of this the series, things that we've uh, we've talked about, the things that we have been applying to our lives, uh, and some things that we wish we could have gotten to talk about like in that moment. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're really excited for that. I hope you guys enjoy this. Yeah, so like I guess kind of just start with um, how did this series come about? Um, I guess we can kind of start there a little bit. So normally what like, you don't see on the back end um, is – Easton and myself, our team, our, our, our leader team, our preaching team, whatever you want to call it, whoever it is, uh, we begin to just pray. Like, God, what do you want us to speak on? What do you want us to talk about? What do you, um, what do you think our ministry needs, right? I think that uh, prayer is a foundational start to anything we do. Uh, even at our church, we do that. We, we come together. We pray about what the next direction is. We set in our sermon planning meeting for Sunday mornings a couple weeks ago. And that was it. Like, Hey God, what, here's all of our ideas, but what do you want to come from it? Right. And so we kind of Easton and I started last year looking through things, just praying and say, okay, God, where, where do we believe the ministry is and where do you want us to get to with it? Bless you, Christian. Bless you. So Christian got the vid. Uh, Just kidding. That's a joke. Definitely not. Um, and so the thought process we had, we prayed about it and we said, Hey, what do we are, we have so many people in our ministry who are, um, man, just devout Christians. They are, are, are strong Christians. I remember when I first got here, like the amount of people leaving and going to seminary, I was like, what is, what, this is weird. This doesn't really happen most places. And so that was one factor. And then the second factor is God, God has just really blessed this ministry with seeing people come to Christ over the past year uh, with the baptisms and just everything that you've seen uh, happen. Those two things met together. And when they met together, we said, hey, we need to look at something that teaches us how we are to live out this new life we have in Christ. Or if you have this life in Christ, have you been living out um, that life to its full potential? Have you been doing what God has called you to do? And James does just that, right? James, um, and kind of studying for that sermon, the sermon series, one uh, Arkent Hughes says that the James, his description, descriptions in the Bible is the playbook for all Christians, right? To how to walk out the Christian life. And when we see that, and so that was kind of the thought process we had behind this sermon series. Yeah. Yeah. Thought Easton, I mean, is that you? Yeah, no, that sounds about right. It sounds yeah. like we did. Uh, yeah. Are there any things uh, that you guys, Christian or Taylor, have, uh, like, thinking about James, thinking about 
uh, like before we start talking about our um, like actual sermon series that we've been walking through, are there any things that you guys have like coming into James um, like before we started doing this that uh, that you were like, man, like this is something I really love about James. This is something that James has really taught me in the past. Uh, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, James as a book is um, it's a standout certainly within the New Testament um, because of James's perspective, uh, his his history, um, and his con- the content of that letter is is uh, it's it's a, sort of a different lens than a lot of things that you get in the New Testament. And, yep. um, so walking into it, I was excited because uh, there is a sense in which. Um, this is the this is the practical. This is really the yeah. what does this look like? I have been made new. I've been made right. I understand that that um, I couldn't earn my way or behave my way into eternity, and so I can only trust the grace uh, and mercy of Jesus uh, to, to to do that for me. Okay, well now, what does my life look like because yeah. of that? And um, so that that sort of lens that James gives us is. Uh, it's really neat, and so to walk through it with college students uh, is is a really cool, sweet time. I'm interested, you know, Taylor, uh, the student ministry is going through it too. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have conversations with like college group and go, man, we both think this is great, or y'all just in, ran independently and happened to land in the same yeah. place? Um, we actually have been going through James since like last semester too, nice. so we've really we've really taken our time and yeah. just milking everything that that. That's is okay. in the book of James, yeah. but there's so much good content that you can take the time to like truly like ha- like half a chapter. So would you say James is a content verses. creator? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. That's fu- I, I was trying to be funny. The Holy Spirit created that content. Oh. <laughs> sorry, <James> just, <laughs> go Taylor. I'm sorry. No, yeah, um, no, but I just want to be comical, people. <laughs> You're funny. You're hilarious. Um, <laughs> Have y'all gone through James four yet? No. Okay. No, not yet. Well, now I don't. Don't spoil it for it. everyone. Sorry, but I was, man, I was about to go ham because we had really good discussion. Oh, you can. You can students. go ham wherever you, no, wherever you well, want to. Go. James four. Um, Free. James four four says, "You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world needs enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God." Um, so like we had really good discussion with our middle school and high school students like just talking about what that means like if you're gonna um, be a friend of the world um, chase after worldly things things that aren't with God um, then you're an enemy of God and like um, good discussion too of like we were all once enemies of God because you know we didn't come out the womb saying Jesus is our Lord and Savior like someone taught that to us and we realized that we were those enemies Um, and so like just good discussion of like what are you like seeking after and chasing after like is it these worldly desires or is it the things of the Lord? For sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think, the um, Christian, you and I, when we first started this series, uh, we I remember us sitting down talking, and the, one of the hard parts about James, uh, and I, you were the one that said it, is James is not an evangelism book, right? Um, but... It's just not its focus. It's not its focus, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. But the point behind... Preaching, the point behind giving a message is always pointing people back to the cross, right? Mm-hmm. I had a professor one time tell me that if you preach a message and that message, your points, the, the sermon, everything, doesn't point people to the cross because all of Scripture should point to that, then you've done something wrong, right? And so 
if it's a book that's not really technically about evangelism, right? It's not. It's not Paul writing to. And we see that, right? We see in, in James. We talked about it last week in James two, where it seems that Paul and James contradict one another. Well, that's not the case. Right. And so we have to realize that it's not a book written to this type of people. It's a book written to these 12 tribes, right? Where we see after the dispersia, they've now gone, they've come back. And Paul, James writes this letter to these 12 tribes, to these 12 churches, to these, these 12 people groups. And these are people who have accepted Jesus, right? And so the foundational of this was to say, hey, you have accepted Jesus, and now this is where we go with it. But, and the point behind what I'm, every time either myself, uh, I preach, or Easton preaches, or whoever is preaching, you can't get to this point without first having Christ. Yeah. You can say all you want to that, hey, you're a Christian now, now live out this way, right? Seek, seek mm-hmm. the wisdom, um, mm-hmm. you know, avoid temptations, do all these things, find it all joy. And that, we'll talk about that in a second, but. You can say all those things, great, but first you have to come to the understanding of, like, to get those things, you have to do this. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior because that's the only way you're going to be trained. You said a second ago how in James 4 it talks about that. The only way to take on these roles, to take on this um, this life of growing as a Christ-like um person i guess is is the phrase i would use is to accept jesus and so that was the point behind it if if it's not an evangelism type um text it's a teaching type of text because james is writing to christian jewish christian you know And, and so that is kind of the point we had with that um in that sense he actually i think where you see that really clear is in the first chapter mm-hmm. where he basically says, um, if you're if you're a hearer only of the word and not a doer, you're like yeah. a man who looks in the mirror and forgets who he is, yeah. turns around and forgets who he is. So for you to do what he's he's kind of giving you a blueprint for, it starts with knowing who you are, Absolutely. Knowing, knowing what you look like, knowing who you've been made into, remembering who you are, and from there, that's how you act and you behave. It is not a go do all this stuff, and therefore that makes you into someone else. So the, the evangelistic push of James, uh, or even the, the, the theology of James, kind of boils down to this is who you are, this is what you've been made into, uh, and so go go act like it. Go, go yeah. do the things that, that you are free now to do because of the person and work of Jesus. Uh, and that's that's where I think the... the the evangelism or the like the the call to the cross happens yeah. because this stuff's impossible you're going to hit it tonight even some of the more difficult things that James asks us to do and and kind of describes Christian behavior um, apart from the Holy Spirit apart from the new person that we are there's no way we could do this stuff right and so knowing who we are and what we've been made into is the essential foundational building block uh, of all the other things, and without that, yeah, it looks like James and, and Paul are, are at odds. Yeah, without that idea, um, there's certainly no there's there's nothing to stand on to go and do these things, which is I think one of the coolest parts of the book. Well, and we see you know right right out the gate, and then I I want to ask, I want 
Taylor and E. Y'all, y'all chiming on something. But what you said, how you can see who he's speaking to, this, that, and the other. And James, right out the gate, as he's beginning to talk about these things that are uh, impossible, Right, it is in a world you talk about worldviews and and everything. It is impossible to do these things, and he says, "Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters." Right, so we know that James is addressing people who have the ability to get there. Right, uh, you have the ability to do these things, and so that first week we talked about the. Um, the trials of many kinds, right? Consider it, my, pure, mm-hmm. consider it pure joy, my brother and sister, when you face trials of many kinds because you know the testing of faith produces perseverance, right? So as Christians, what comes to y'all's mind, your mind, when you hear that? I want to hear from y'all's side of you. Like y'all were both in there for that sermon and all that kind of stuff. What what is your takeaway from that context of the beginning of this of this um, this book, this letter from from James? I mean, I don't think anybody hears trials and goes, "Yay! Like I'm going to be in a trial today," or like I'm going through something really difficult right now. Um, but I think the defining mark of what makes you a Christian is that you do have a joy through that trial, because, like James says here, like you know that the outcome of this. Um, is a in the Lord's hands and that you're going to come out um, stronger in your walk with the Lord. Um, and like people will notice that and see that. Um, not saying that you have to be happy all the time, be like, the situation sucks, but I'm fine. You know, like acknowledging that. Um, but looking at this trial as an opportunity for the Lord to grow you um, and just knowing and like just constantly just saying like this is in the lord's hands um and like trusting in him and that and like people will notice that and it's a good like gospel opportunity or something mm-hmm. um to share of like what's going on yeah i think whenever i whenever i hear that first part of james my brain immediately goes to zechariah um i love the old testament i love studying the old testament especially the prophets and zechariah writes about like the day of the lord's judgment the day of the lord coming to his people uh, and in Zechariah 13, verse 9, he says, uh, I will put this third through the fire. I will refine them like silver is refined, and I will test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them, and I will say to them, they are my people, and they will say to me, the Lord is our God. Um, and so in that, we see that the Lord, uh, like testing and and trial and 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 all of that is is essential to the Christian life. It's essential to, to being a part of who God's people is. Right. Um, and like I love the fact that like what James, what what Zechariah says there is that that God is going to refine people as silver and test them as gold. And so those are two different metals. Mm-hmm. Um, gold's never or silver is never going to live up to the standard that gold lives up to. And so you're constantly going to be putting back in the fire, being refined constantly over and over and over again um and ultimately you're never going to measure up to that perfect perfect standard that god has set for you uh but in the end of it all the lord is my god and i am his and that is so beautiful to me i love that picture uh of refinement and uh that testing um because it just it it makes you really like realize one, that you can't do any of it without the Lord. The Lord is always going to be the one that's helping you through that. He's guiding you through that. 
Uh, and two, that, again, like Taylor was saying, like at the end of it, like, like I'm, I'm showing who God is. I'm, I'm reflecting God's image. I, I'm being the person that God has made me to be. Uh, and that's an opportunity for other people to see that. That's an opportunity yeah. for me to, to make his name known amongst other people. Um, but then also like practically in my life right now, this is so real. <laughs> Testing and trials yeah. um, is very real. Um, Ashlyn and I were talking about it the other day, uh, just about how, uh, like we're, we both know that like the season of life that we're in is really difficult. Um, and like, we want like things to speed up. We want, we want the process to, to end. Uh, but we also know that God has a purpose and God has a plan. And so because of that, we have to realize that that we can't take control away from the Lord yeah. right. in a situation. And we have to rejoice in the fact that God has us in a season for a purpose and for a plan. And ultimately that, that, that is to make his name known to other people. And that is so hard. It is so hard to do that because yeah. it's so easy to like say, well, man, I just wish this was over, man. I wish we were out of this. I wish the situation wasn't happening. And it's easy to say that about a lot of things. Um, but just that reminder and Ashton's the one that reminded me of it, that, that we have to be rejoicing in the the pain, rejoicing in in, in the the trial, rejoicing in the the times where we really just want to to complain and we want God to hurry up and we want things to to not be the way that they are. We just have to know that that we're in a purpose. We're in a we're in a we're in a, a situation for a purpose. Yeah, I I think it's so great and one of the reasons why. I, Easton is who Easton is. Is man, when I hear that passage, I, my brain goes to Zechariah. I'm like, I, my brain never went there. Not, yeah, my brain. That's, no way. That's shape. amazing. Fashion, right? Did, did my brain? Did my brain go there? I, I didn't think that at all. My brain went to something selfish. I'm just gonna be on. Like when I hear that, I'm like, huh? My trials. My yeah. my. Uh, this, I'm not counting joy today, God. And Easton's like, Old Testament, mm-hmm. deep, deep. The, the back part of, of scripture that, that nobody reads anymore. Yeah, it's our resident right? it's our resident uh, seminary student, yeah. which is which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've read this at the gathering before, but this this quote from one of my one of my favorite theologians is a guy named Alan Redpath, and we've we've read it a couple times uh, at the gathering because I actually write this in the cover of every Bible that I ever ever get. I don't know if people frown on that or not, but uh, my Bible, shame, writing in Bibles, my Bible, marking it up. I write this. Do not this. add to a word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding to like the the you know the blank page. Of my yeah. I'm, not, I'm not penciling it in to the end of James here. I'm saying it's a good reminder. Alan, Alan Redpath. Yeah, he says there is no circumstance. There's nothing. No circumstance. No trouble. No testing that can ever touch me until first of all it has gone past God and past Christ mm. right through to me. And if it has come that far, it has come with great purpose, which I may not understand at the moment. But as I refuse to become panicky, as I lift up my eyes to him and accept it as coming from the throne of God for some great purpose of blessing to my own heart, no sorrow will ever disturb me, no circumstance will cause me to fret, for I shall rest in the joy of what my Lord is. That is the rest of victory. Hmm. And that idea of the first part of James, joy and tribulation and all that, to understand uh, the purpose by which uh, God is not leaving his children just to fend for themselves uh, and 
just float through life and hope to find something. You know, he's he's he is orchestrating things for 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 us to know him deeper, for us to depend on him more, uh, and for that reason, that's that's cause for a lot of joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the thing it kind of relates when I when I think of this and and to kind of expound a little bit of what Easton was talking about. So I'll give you the the um, what's the, how I want to put it the 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 us term then scripture term right I'll, I'll give it that way. So we are walking on Tuesday nights. We're walking through a study called Nine Common Lies Christians Believe. All right. So the point behind this, the point, the whole point behind that Bible study, is for us to grow as Christians, right? As understanders, as hearers or doers of the word, right? That's the whole point behind it. The whole point behind it is to align ourselves with actual biblical thinking. That way, we can go out and live that biblical life. Right, would you say that, Taylor? Yes. Kinda. And so, because Taylor's there. And so each week, a new lie is presented to this, this group that's at my house. And, um, you know, we all become angels. What is some other ones we've... Um, we talked about, like, oh, God just wants you to be happy. God that's just wants you to be happy. Um, um, the first one, oh, gosh. Um, oh, God won't give you more than you can God handle. God will give you more than... Okay, oh, so... That's the worst Yeah, one. so... <laughs> So we're walking through this, and the, the desire I have is Taylor sitting here to my right, is for Taylor to leave that house um, to the point where it is ha- has been spoken to her so many times, not from, not from Justin's lips, but from the Word of God, right, just reading the Word of God and, and reflecting on it, that she now goes and does this thing and reflects that. That is what James is talking about, and then Easton alluded to and talked about with this testing thing, right? These these words is used to, for perseverance, all this kind of stuff, is to make you, you, you can't get there, right? Well, mm-hmm. We talked when Zach, you know, you can't, yep. silver, gold, you can't get there. But we have to do our very best to get there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes us being tested to get there. And we need to understand that that's okay, right? This testing that James is talking about, you can relate it to like a blacksmith, right? They have this, and I I think I talked about this one at the gathering. You have this blacksmith, right, who's got this hunk of of junk, right? This this piece of metal. I don't know why I'm playing with a coffee cup. That's not, don't hit my coffee cup, please. But like, you have this hunk of junk. And you talked about it out of James 4, like we are what we what we are right so you you have this this hunk of junk and then over time this test happens well this test happens i'm going to choose to allow it to to grow me right and then another test happens i'm going to choose to allow this to grow me another test happens i'm going to choose to allow this to grow me to the point where you're just being beaten over and over and over again look at job right job is tested and just beat down boils wife leaves and kids die farm you know die like all these things happen to job right job goes through all this and what happens at the end he still praises god right and so for us we're tested we're this we're this we're this just bam 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 over and over again to the point where a blacksmith he beats this piece of metal and at the end 
It's something shiny and something beautiful that reflects the image of Christ. That way, when you walk out of that situation, when you walk out of a room, when you walk out of a building, when you walk into the world, the world sees a reflection of Jesus. And it's because you have been, like Easton was talking about, you've been made into this precious metal, right? Tested over and over again to the point where people see Jesus through you. And that's kind of what we've talked about, like at that Bible study, like these, all these things happen. And instead of going with worldly view, we use a scriptural view, right? And that's showing Jesus through us. And so James is talking, and that's, and to just kind of round it back to the point, we kind of need to wrap this episode up. Are we getting close to? And so the whole point behind it is what you were saying, Christian, like we, To get there, you you have to to first be in it, right? You have to be a Christian to get to this point. Because otherwise, I'm not going through no trials, right? Like, I, if I've got and I, Sam reminds me of that all the time. Like, we we are so quick to judge non Christians and like cast them into the lake of our judgment, right? They just don't know any better. Why would you want to go through trials if you're not trying to become Christ-like? I don't want to. Do y'all? Like, I don't. I don't have a desire to do that. But if it's something that's going to grow me and make me Christ-like, yes, I want to do those things. But if I have no desire to be Christ-like, then nah, bro. I'm gonna choose happiness every day, right? Like, I'm gonna, I ain't gonna do that. Um, and so we as Christians, we. James gives us the perfect image of how to walk as Christians, and that is where the, the series came from, right? That's where it kind of birthed from, and that's where we're trying to go with it. Mm-hmm. What's your other thoughts, Taylor? Oh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I, you just mentioned judgment, and James talks about judgment, um, too. I was trying to find the exact verses. But, like, um, it, we talked about this at Bible study last night, too, like where your desires truly are, um, what – what are you seeking after, you know? Um, and if you are hopefully seeking after things of the Lord, then you want to do everything that we're talking about at the gathering. You want to do everything that James is laying out in front of us. Um, but even if you aren't a Christian, like, hopefully this opens your eyes to, like, wonder, like, why we're talking about these things and, like, um, plants these seeds of, you know, what are, what does it mean to be a Christian and, like, why are Christians uh, going through these trials? And so, like, we would love to talk about someone talk to you about that or something or come to the gathering you know like hear the rest of these mm-hmm. dreams and like why we truly believe what we do believe yeah and I think that that that's really the point of all of that is so that others can see your life others can see what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, and that you are like as a believer you're you're reflecting Christ in everything that you do um, I know that we haven't really touched on like the rest of verse one or verse two or anything, or not verse one, but chapter one and chapter two, but like, like hearing and doing, right? When you hear God's word, if you're not, if you're not doing God's word, then you're not living according to what God's word tells you to do. Uh, and if you're not doing that, then others aren't going to be able to come to know Christ because you're not, you're not in the place where you are actively yeah. building God's kingdom. I can't wait to recap that episode. Yeah. I, your, the illustrations you used in that sermon were we're spot on mm-hmm. with with uh, the description of what James is trying to 
to hit on. So I'm, I'm excited to yeah. dive into that one a little bit more yeah. deeper too. But that's the that's the entirety of James is is it's it's challenging believers who are in a place to say, hey, what are you doing to live your life according to what God has called you to do, and how is what you're doing and how are the things that you're doing allowing God's kingdom to grow? Mm. Because if you're not doing that, then you're not living by what God has called you to do, right? Go back to Matthew, the Great Commission, right? We've got go into all the nations making disciples. Well, and James is bold in saying that if you're not doing this and you're not living this life, then Christ is not in you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, like the he fruit that we were talking about last night. Yeah, yeah. The fruit's not coming in, in First John. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say who quoted who or who used what because it's all God's breathed by, by no means. But like First John hits on that. You know, if if you if you aren't, and this is what's so beautiful about Scripture, right? We're, we're walking through James, but I'm talking about First John, and it's, it's all, um, it all connects, right? It all points back to something, which is Jesus, yeah. but. First John talks about if the things I'm, I am paraphrasing this. This is not this is not scripture, so not, I'm not <laughs> quoting. First John, if the things that James is talking about isn't in your life, isn't being shown, then the light is not in you, right? Then God is not, God is light. God is prayer. God is not darkness, and so the light's not in you. And so, if the things that if these actions, if these um, these, the execution of Christianity in your life, to, to go out and, and execute these things is not being shown. Yet John says God's not in you. Jesus Jesus says it pretty plainly yeah. in the in the uh, description of the wise and the foolish man. Yep. yep. So the wise man and the foolish man both hear God's word. Mm-hmm. Foolish man is someone that hears God's word and does not do anything. Yeah. The wise man hears God's word and does it, and he is like that man who built his house on the rock. And Mm -hmm. so the wise and the foolish here, the difference between the hearers and the doers uh, is wisdom and foolish. And it's both for the ability to to show that, but also for yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I I don't want to have a house built on sand with some junky foundation that the first little bit of wind is going to completely blow away to hear and do God's word is the solid foundation that you build your house on. So that when storms do come or when trials do come, uh, you're not washed away, right? Yeah. That's also in Proverbs. Yeah. Proverbs 1 and 2. Look at the Old Testament scholar coming out <laughs> Come again. On, man. Right. So the, the, the seminary term for this is a meta-narrative. So <laughs> just means that the Scripture's got an overarching theme. We need a, a chalkboard, I think, yeah. at the gathering next time. So <laughs> professor, what's the, professor what's the, the meme that everybody posts about when there's like the guys going like this and it's like all this thing? No, that's, I know exactly what you're talking from, uh, that's, Oh, from, yeah, Always Sunny. From New Girl? Always oh, something in Philadelphia. I think it's always something. Yeah, yeah where the guys uh, like conspiracy theories. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Houston trying to like look, guys. <laughs> yeah. Deuteronomy four one is the same as this. I'm just kidding. That's not me, my truth. Yeah. You know. All right, cool. But yeah, so yeah, we just we hope that that this has been encouraging for you all. Uh, we hope that uh, yeah, there's that meme. Uh, <laughs> I love it. We might put that in the episode notes. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, we just hope that this has really been encouraging for you guys. We're we're really planning to uh, to kind of walk through James uh, on this uh, podcast, uh, kind of coinciding with the gathering uh, until we finish out the semester, and then we will uh, we'll see what happens from there. But uh, yeah, we're, we just hope that you guys are encouraged. We hope that 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 as you come out of this, that you can recognize areas in your life where 
like you can rejoice in trial. You can, you can grow in trial. You can rejoice and know that God is good, that God has a plan and he has a purpose for you. Uh, and ultimately that that purpose is to make his name known. And so we just pray that you do that well and that you go and uh, have a great week and live like Jesus for those around you. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the Let's Gather podcast. Absolutely. Anything else? Nope. Go cool. be doers. Go, go be doers. doers. Good one, good. Go, go be doers. doers. Go be doers. All right, peace. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org slash youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.